This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello, and welcome to Line Dance Podcast with Megan Marcelia and Christopher Gonzalez. What is your name? Samantha Hugger. And what would you say is your primary role in the line dance community? I have just recently started dancing about a year ago, so learning as much as I possibly can. Okie dokie. And how did you discover line dance? What what got you into it to begin with? So about a year ago, I was out in Arizona visiting friends, and they were all really into the dancing community out there. And I had just recently turned 21, so they took me out dancing to two different places. Out there, they're really into swing dancing, and line dancing isn't super big, but they do the same ones like Outlaw and Going Ham, and they kind of just threw me in there, and I was like, what is this? <laughs> but I kind of got into it, and when I got back to school, I was going through like these withdrawals of not dancing, so I was like, I'm going to look and see what there is. And, and what was there when you, when you went searching? Sonoma State Line Dance Club. Woo! How did you actually discover Sonoma State Line Dance Club? Um, I actually saw you guys a few years ago always coming in after Zumba class because I went to Zumba with my roommates and I saw Courtney and I knew Courtney just through mutual friends and it wasn't, it didn't give it much thought because it was always late. And then after that, I was like, oh wait, there's a line dance club. I'm going to email the president and see if I can start showing up. And she said I could. So uh, you say that you're a student. What is it that you are studying, and where is it that you study? I am a senior at Sonoma State University. I'm studying psychology and early childhood studies. Interesting. Have you incorporated dance into any of your potential future lessons yet? No, but it did come up as a very good talking point at one of my grad school interviews. They asked if like, I do anything outside of school for fun, and I told them I line dance, and they thought it was really interesting. What have been some of your favorite dances to learn lately, would you say? Lately? So some of my favorites that you guys have taught is <laughs> is Psycho, and I really like Somewhere in My Car. Go Grease Lightning's really fun, too. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just really like a lot of them. I Oh, Dizzy, yeah. And four on the floor is really fun, too. <laughs> For those who cannot uh, read through the audio, uh, we have a list that I just pulled up of a gajillion or so dances that we've gone over in the last couple of semesters. Uh, we've really been pushing the students this this year, I would say. Samantha has definitely been one of our ambitious students uh, going for 64 counts multiple walls phrased uh, a lot of kinds of dances that I think a lot of people wouldn't wouldn't even imagine are line dances until they see that oh wow after a while they repeat this must be a line dance so uh, that that's that's what we've been doing this semester we've been focusing on a lot of the really um, pushing yourself beyond what you think is possible kind of dances so one of the questions I wanted to ask you was how has your perception of line dance changed in from the beginning with your what is this to now as we just got done learning a bunch of hip-hop style and crazy arm movements just earlier today? How has that uh, changed your perception as well as how has it changed you? 
So when I first started, like I said, I was really confused and everybody was like for Outlaw, obviously a lot of people were dropping it when they say pop, lock and drop it. And I've never done anything like that before. It, it threw me way off. I was like, wow, this is crazy. And then I came to club and Chris taught a really like hard dance for the, right off the bat and we never did it again. And I was like, wait, <laughs> what is this? I was still really confused, but I just kept persisting and I ended up learning a lot of cool dances and it just kind of went from what is this to oh this is kind of cool to oh my god this is like one of the greatest things ever (laughs) awesome I love it um so now you've gone from what is this in Arizona where you said that there wasn't a whole lot of line dancing to line dance club um where else do you dance um well, I'll go to Stony sometimes and also to Saddle Rack in Fremont because that is close to home. I've also been to Mavericks in Pleasanton and the Grad in Cal Poly. When you say Stonies, what does Stonies refer to? Oh, it's a dancing bar place in Sacramento. Yeah. Um, do you dance anywhere else locally? Oh, yeah. Also at Twin Oaks and Hot Monk. I like those places. I, I know a lot of the dances. <laughs> we might have prepared the playlist a little bit favorably towards our students at Sonoma State Line Dance Club. Um, so with that said, you've also been to a circuit event where Wine Country Line Dance hosted Amy and Darren Bailey. What were your thoughts going into that? What was it like during it? And what were your thoughts afterwards? So before I didn't really have many thoughts about it, I was just kind of going into it thinking, okay, like this is something completely new again. Just go into it, persist through, because I knew I wasn't going to know like that much. And just jumping in on the dances that I did know. And then when Darren taught the first dance, Nothing But You, I just freaked out a bit because that was the, I, I love that one a lot. And it really motivated me for the rest of the event and throughout the night to just kind of socialize with the people, like the girls from Line Dance who did go and kind of talk to like some people who I haven't met before. It was really cool to see this huge community of people of all ages dancing and just I left feeling really good thinking wow like it's crazy how many people actually do this because it is very it's underrated like nobody really talks about it and you're just like wow it's so cool though yeah we uh I think we've referred to it specifically when referencing um Las Vegas uh, line dance explosion but it's, it's almost like Narnia. It's its own secret world. And once you're in, you're in, and you know it exists, and you keep wanting to go back. But until you know, <laughs> um, do you have any other questions? I do. I have uh, a few that just kind of popped into my head, and I'll bookmark those as persistence, play, and attire. So as somebody who has danced at the rec center, which is essentially just like uh, a gym. It's got mirrors. There are bikes in the back of the room, exercise bikes, overhead speakers. Uh, I mean, you, you look around, you see a lot of people in like you know, leggings and, and street shoes and tank tops. Uh, and then you also go out to country bars. So you, you, know, you see people in their, their boots and sundresses and things like that. What do you dance in that makes you feel the most comfortable and prepared to dance anywhere? To 
So I guess if you're talking just in general to dance anywhere, I would usually prefer shorts of some type and a tank top. If I'm going out dancing at one of the bars, I always like to wear my boots because the dance floor with boots is really fun and you could twirl a lot. But if I'm just here at club, I usually like wearing just Converse or some type of comfy sneakers because we do dance for two to two and a half hours straight. So comfy shoes is usually the best option. Okay. All right, working backwards to play. What sort of environment makes you feel like you're you're okay with just getting weird with it and like you know not worrying too much about the steps and and getting everything perfectly or worrying what people are going to think? What, what how would you describe an environment where you feel like you can do anything and you're in good company and you know everything goes? Uh, what what creates that sort of atmosphere? So I am gen- generally a really like shy and more reserved person. So I think just knowing the people around you, like the girls in club are always so sweet and they're fun and they're just giant goofballs. I guess just being around a bunch of people who are goofy and are comfortable with doing whatever you want to, like more recently, like we all just start to goof off more and it's, yeah, just like kind of having that just comfort of knowing everybody is in the same boat. You guys are all learning the same thing. Might as well just have fun with it. I think it's interesting that you mentioned that you're normally shy and reserved because when I started line dancing, I felt like, you know, I had no idea what I was doing with like Cupid shuffle or Copperhead or any of those uh, beginner dances. And there was something about dancing at Kodiak Jack's that after a while made me feel more confident in the dances themselves. Like I can do these. I can I can dress the part for these. I I'm okay here. I, I've got it all figured out here. Eventually, that carried over to the outside world. As long as I was wearing you know my outfits from there into the outside world, then I could feel like okay, well. I'm wearing what I usually would when I have it all figured out. Then eventually, eventually, after that, I didn't matter what I was wearing. I had that like inner line dancer with me secretly everywhere I went. Would you say that any traits that you've picked up over the course of line dance have kind of spilled over to your non-line dance world with maybe non-dancer friends uh, or you know, maybe with public speaking or anything like that? Uh, and in what ways? Oh, I've become, honestly, a completely different person because of dancing. I'm not afraid to speak up in class and participate. I used to be that girl who's all the way in the back, completely quiet, not talking. I would shake if I had to be in front of in front of people in groups. I had a hard time even just like talking to my extended family members. And it was really funny just last weekend when I was home and I was striking up conversations with a lot of people and my dad looked at me and he was like, you are this different person. I was like, yeah, like dancing has just given me this whole like different confidence essentially. Have you been able to share this with any any new people uh, in kind of a similar way? Any non-dancers or people who didn't consider themselves dancers that are ma- maybe now at least aware of this? Like, ha- have you uh, passed the baton to any of your uh, immediate friends? I'm trying to convince some of my hometown friends to, like, kind of just go to Salarac with me once over summer just so they could kind of get a feel of it because... They're like me. They're very reserved also, unless you're with people that you're really comfortable with. 
we had been friends since middle school, so we're all really comfortable with each other. And they've seen the difference in me, too, how I'm just more confident and I'm more I'm more outgoing. I'm like, oh, you guys, we should go do this. Let's go do that. And they're like, we don't do this. We sit around and we watch movies. And I'm like, but we should go do this. So I'm trying to get them more in, like, get them into it and see it because I think some of them would really like it, too. Are there any beginner dances that you think maybe wouldn't scare them? Like kind of a gateway dance? Like you know, there are some that we teach every week just because, you know, we we know that first timers can handle them. But that's, you know, us in our our mode that we're used to as a dancer, as, a, as somebody who hasn't uh, taught, but just kind of knows what she likes on the dance floor. What would you expose non dancers to that might make them think differently about whether it's for them? Well, if I was thinking about my friends at home, I would probably, like, show them something like Dance Like Your Daddy or Kids for Kicks because they're non-country ones and they're not the biggest fans of country music in itself. So I think the more beginner ones that aren't necessarily country song related would be good for them. And just out of curiosity, since you seem to be one of the biggest country fans at club, who are some of your favorite artists that uh, have a lot of hits that you like dancing to? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I really like the Thomas Rhett ones and I'm not the biggest fan of Keith Urban, but I really like the dances we do with his and I really like the Brett Young dance. Um, I'm forgetting what it's called. Uh, Reason to Stay? Reason to Stay, yeah. <laughs> uh, Reason to Stay by Darren Bailey. Yeah, I really like those and then just artists in general. I like almost any country artist that is like super popular right now like oh dirks bentley carrie underwood anybody who's you would see at like stagecoach okie dokie uh now persistence uh refers to something that you had mentioned uh, as far as knowing that you can just kind of like you know get through and eventually you'll be able to learn something you and you mentioned it enough times that it made me wonder what has given you your sense of persistence that things are possible with enough hard work or just repeated efforts is this something that your parents instilled in you uh does it uh, apply to your schoolwork as well or is it really just a dance thing how would you describe your relationship with persistence and how has it helped you um it's just kind of been a big thing in my life through just all the time i grew up playing softball and my dad i was never the best player but my dad always took me out and he's always like we're gonna work at it we're gonna work at it and I end up playing on one of the better northern California teams by the time I was a teenager and also with schoolwork I struggled at with school in my early years so always having to have the tutors or go to the after school care to learn reading and writing just to persist through it so just it's always been a part of me to just always stick through it and you'll get good at it eventually so you've been in club for a while now, and I can say this because I'm, I have also been in club, and I've seen the change in the people who attend club from when they first start to um, now. And you've referenced it yourself, saying that like you're a completely different person. Have you noticed that in any of your fellow friends or attendees? I've noticed it in Sadie already. She is such a little goofball and at first she was so shy and quiet like me and just last at last twin oaks 
during Ain't Too Cool, she was starting to sass it up. And I was like, oh, my gosh, yes, Sadie. And the wolf, she was getting so sassy with it. I'm like, oh, my gosh, Sadie, you're so adorable. Also with Lori, she was pretty quiet at first, too. But she's she's now flailing around, running around, picking us up and spinning around Natasha all the time, which is really nice. Coming back to the theme of persistence a bit, for the people who get frustrated and think that they'll just never get it is there anything that you might be able to communicate with them that would make it easier for them in the way that uh, it has I guess become easier for you to just kind of power through like any any little words of wisdom or um, or like mental tricks like sometimes people just need to like go get water or sometimes people just need to hear like a short joke and then they can get back on track what would you say to somebody who's having a hard time with something difficult and and you want to get them through that to the next part which they can get more easily I would say to oh that's interesting because how I at least will get through like harder dances that I'm having a hard time learning is I just I'll listen to the music on repeat and just figure out the timing of the music how it works all the lyrics how the melody goes and I'll try to just we have at my apartment complex, I have this little workout area where I just move everything out of the way and I'm able to dance and I'll search up YouTube videos and just keep, I just keep going over it and over it. Repetition is something that is just my study tool. I do it for school with flashcards, just repeat, repeat, repeat until it's in my brain. Now there, there, I guess is a different, um, focus for people as they're learning you know across the board when I first started I was mostly just trying to get the steps like what are the steps and then after I knew the steps I think like okay how can I like really jazz this up and get really big with it and the videos of me doing that are scary um I wouldn't recommend watching them and then after that after I tuned it down a little I thought okay how can I still have this energetic but safe and this is still not even like incorporating what people call technique that wasn't until much later and then I saw videos and I saw wow my my right arm just kind of freezes so then I would do the same dance as I knew and I would think what can I do with my right arm just to shake it loose and then for a while I was thinking okay how how small can I make this dance how little can I do and have it still be the dance and now I'm looking at like posture and are my feet under me and again this is just doing the same dances that we've been doing for you know however long but with different focus each time what would you say is your current focus? Like when you've learned to dance and you feel like you know the steps, what is it that you're feeling mostly? Because I know there's some dances that we like to call like the dances that make us feel pretty and then the dances that make us feel like funky or strong and you know how you feel during that dance might just be, you know, how can I amplify this? But overall, during most of the dances that you have done lately, what have you been thinking about as you're doing the steps? Or what have you been focusing on overall? So after I learn a dance and I'm pretty comfortable with it, I like to see if I can add in a little extra turn or something or stretch my arms out a bit because I know I do keep my arms just kind of with me a lot of the time. So I try to move my arms around a little bit more, but I only do that when I get more comfortable with dances or like, for example, with Psycho, I just like to dance along to the lyrics or even with Nothing But You, I'm noticing I like to do little like hand movements or something that go with the lyrics. Having danced for the duration of time that you have, 
where would you see yourself potentially next? And while you are, as you describe, you know, currently a dancer, do you see yourself ever teaching line dance or maybe choreographing or co-choreographing a dance? Or would you want to host something like the Amy and Darren Social and be like an event director? Have you thought about um, you know, DJing and you know, seeing what people look like they want to dance and kind of predicting it before they figure it out themselves? W- what do you see yourself doing, if anything, just beyond the point of, I'm a dancer? Ooh, interesting. Um, I feel like... Well, right now I'm just trying to look for more places around the Bay Area to dance because I'm unfortunately moving home once I graduate. But I don't know. Maybe, like, once I I do want to keep dancing, maybe, like, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. (laughs) We should introduce her to Boots and Buckles. They have it. I have a at least once a month in Swiss at Swiss Park, which is what, Newark? Mm -hmm. So it's right around the corner, essentially, from you. Yeah, cool. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> Megan has a question that she sometimes likes to ask people. And I was thinking about asking myself, like, no, this is a Megan question. I'm going to pass the mic to Megan. Okay. So generally speaking, I like to ask everyone what their, quote, guilty pleasure is outside of line dancing so some people it's cooking some people it's their animals some people they've said like binge watching netflix or hulu or something like that is there a guilty pleasure that you are proud to own up to because it is your thing if i am home ideally it would be spending the entire day with my two dogs and baking cookies any particular kind of cookie Uh, My grandma's chocolate chip cookie recipe. This may be a slightly personal question, but it's something that I have discovered through life experience. I don't think I could ever be with somebody who wasn't a dancer. I just, I mean, I think Megan would would agree in, in her life journey. She has discovered that dance is very important to her, especially line dance. And there's something that in the line dance world, you just kind of get like, it, it makes sense once you're here, and it's hard to describe it to anyone who who isn't there. They don't see it; they're not in it, and and it's hard to tell them you know, what it feels like or or how to express to them how important it is. Have your feelings um, toward what you would be looking for somewhere you know down the line uh, changed at all while you've been on your dance journey? I mean. So the person who got me into dancing, he's my ex and he's a dancer. And then currently I just happened to meet a person who was a dancer. And (laughs) that's how we ended up talking in the first place was because I was wearing my boots at a Halloween party. And he was like, oh, you have boots. And I was like, yeah, because I dance. And he was like, really, me too. And I was like, whoa. (laughs) But yeah, I can understand that because it has become a big part of my life too. I think... If a person was willing to, like, go and see what it's like and potentially, like, learn a few things, I would totally, like, be like, yeah, you should. But if they're, like, completely against it and they're like, no, don't ever do it, I'd be like, nah, go, bye. (laughs) 
what would you say would make the experience of dancing at a venue or at somewhere like club um, more fun and easier for people so that people don't feel like they're showing up to do some grueling workout like like it's the gym or something and they're just doing it because their doctor told them they needed cardio or something like what do you think would make dance more fun like kind of like how jeff had the photo booth at that one event and people were putting on like glasses and uh you know taking pictures with their friends like we had a photo booth at the amy and darren workshop right yeah like there, there are these little things that you like maybe you just wouldn't think of until you go to like some house party and like, wow, that's so cool. We should totally do that at our dance event that we do every week. Uh, what are some things that you have found make for the, the, the most fun dance experiences, whether or not they're technically dance related uh, at all? Like the photo booth it has nothing to do with dance, but it kind of jazzes it up a little bit. What are some things that you've enjoyed and what are some things that you've seen that you'd like to try? Um, so things that I just enjoy is just honestly going with friends because you guys are, you're going in all in the same boat. Like, okay, we're going to go do this. We're going to learn something. We might all look like complete idiots while we're doing it, but we're doing it together. Just that togetherness feeling. Um, something I'd like to try. Hmm. Maybe like socializing with people more because it is still something that I struggle with and I do want to like get to know more of the people who do go to Twin Oaks or Hot Monk all the time and I'm usually just hanging out with all the other line dance girls and I'm not necessarily socializing with the other people who are there all the time and we see each other and we know we exist but we just never so like talk. One of the things that Megan and I have experienced quite a bit just from our timelines on Facebook is seeing people and being like, wow, I got to meet this person. I feel like I know them. And they live like an ocean away or something. And yet we're all in the line dance community. So we still feel like we're connected in some way. Now, in this past semester, and actually the, the two semesters before that, we had been teaching a whole lot of Darren Bailey and a whole lot of Amy Glass Bailey. And then you actually met them. With that in mind, and, and you know, having that before and after experience, are there other choreographers... Uh, or, you know, line dance personalities, anybody we've mentioned from Southern California or our, our friend uh, Byron Roberson, who just started a podcast. She also just met Joe. Oh, that's true. You did just meet Joe Thompson's Mansky. And uh, we haven't taught as much Joe as Darren or Amy, but I think that's the case for just about any choreographer. <laughs> we taught a lot of Darren and Amy. Uh, we've taught a lot of Fred Whitehouse and uh, Rachel McEnany White. Uh, Let's see, a little bit of John Robinson here and there. I think we did Switchblade USA at some point in the past. Uh, so if there are any names that stand out to you as people that either we've mentioned because they're choreographers or that you've seen maybe in like a photo that was tagged, like a giant group photo from some event we went to, um, who would you want to meet and make a connection with in person? I think meeting Madison Glover at some point would be really cool because... Megan has told me about her and how young she is and how successful and how like she has such a unique mind when it comes to dancing and how she grew up with it. I just think it would be really cool to meet a choreographer who is so successful and like so young and just like be like, wow, you're amazing. <laughs> this is a weird question, but when I was back at the bars at Mavericks... I used to kind of, I mean, I grew up with a lot of action figures and superhero comics and things like that. So 
I mean, my, my attire was limited by what was realistic. So I couldn't have like wings or racing stripes or claws or anything, you know, cool like that. Um, uh, I danced with a cape once at Stoney's. It was very heavy and very warm, but I liked the effect. It was fun. Um, is there anything that you imagine yourself dancing in, whether or not it's possible, like a big Cinderella sparkly gown or with like LEDs that you know light up in different colors, anything that you keep coming back to is something that you would want to dance in, whether or not it could possibly exist in our current reality? Hmm. I mean, I feel like it would be kind of cool to like, if you've ever watched Harry Potter and if you've ever seen that scene during the, it's Goblet of Fire, where they have the ball and Hermione comes down in that dress, that'd be really cool. (laughs) Okay. Now, as a representative of the young folks, how would you say is the most effective way to, coming from a 30 plus year old, uh, you know, crack into that demographic, if we want to call it that. Because I, I remember when I went to SSU as a, as a full-time student, people would see flyers for this or that activity and they'd think, oh, that one's being hosted by the school or that one's just from a club, so it's not cool or whatever. They would want to go to like the frat party or the off-campus dance or something. Because, you know, that's, you know, young people want to do like the the thing that's not allowed. And if it's, if it's just, you know, as easy as going up a couple uh, steps to the rec center, you know, maybe it's, uh, it's not what they think they would enjoy. Also, we kind of use Instagram, but apparently it became a thing when we weren't looking (laughs) a few years ago. Uh, So I don't think we, we really tap into that as much as we probably could. Way to date ourselves there. Yeah, a little bit. Um, What would you say would be the best way to show people of your age-ish within, you know, two two years plus minus um, that this is something for them? What would would they believe is cool, fun, and exciting, but in, in words that they would understand and resonate with? I think honestly going to the country bars where there is dancing because you are seeing a lot more people our age now at those bars dancing or learning how to dance and it's a similar atmosphere but with the dancing and the different music and that different vibe like yes you're still going out and if you wanted to drink you could have a drink or two but you're still getting a look at what it's like. And if you are into it after going a couple times, then you can look for those other things, like see if there are events or clubs. If you're a Sonoma State student, the club that is in the rec center three days a week. (laughs) And yeah, I just think going out to the bars and going into the community because that's what a lot of we do now is we go out to the bars and we hang out and we socialize in our groups at places. So going somewhere. Okay. And bringing it back to you, there is a, well, there are three things. One, there's a dance that at least one person in club has associated with you. Um, there is another one that I associate with you because I play, I push the play button every time that you request it. Uh, and, there is a pose that is associated with you at the end of dances. What can you tell me about these three things and how did they come to be? 
So the dances. So the first one, Psycho. <laughs> um, I don't know. That was like the first dance that really clicked with me, honestly. Where I was, I just felt really comfortable with it, and the lyrics are very cut and clear, so you can do a lot of hand movements with it. And I don't know. It's just really fun, and I like the fact that it's super quick. I don't know what Jordan you're talking. About. Oh, I was referring uh, to the second one being. Somewhere in my car. And I should also mention that with Psycho, uh, one of the things that we've done here at Sonoma State Line Dance Club is taken the dance Psycho by Guyton Mundy and Jill Babinek, and we taught that, but to the song Sweet But Psycho by Ava Max, because that's what the young people are listening to these days. Anyway, Somewhere in My Car. I love that one so much. I just like how that one is... It's slower, and it's a little bit more elegant. Like, with Psycho, you're literally dancing like your psycho but with that one it's a lot it's a lot sweeter and i just really like the song in general when there's a dance when there's a song i really like i just usually connect with it a lot quicker and the move that i like to do at the end of dances my little stomp where i cross my legs and throw my fist down like i'm pouting <laughs> I don't know. That just kind of came out of nowhere. I was just kind of like, you know what? I'm just going to try this. <laughs> and I liked it. <laughs> we like it too. Uh, what would be the best way for people to follow up with you? If they wanted to communicate with you online in some way, how could they find you and, and reach out? Um, your best your best option will probably be through my Facebook or my Instagram. My Instagram is at spammy 11 and then my Facebook's just my name, Samantha Hugger. <laughs> okay. And I'm I'm guessing that uh, the spelling on that, on that is how it sounds, uh, H-U-G-G-E-R? Yes. All right. If there were a message that you could send out to the entire line dance universe, young to older, shorter to taller, uh, <laughs> experienced and going backwards to beginner, what would you want all of those folks to hear and maybe to think about, maybe even consider adding into their own lives. Just to have fun with it because in the end it is just dancing. Either If you're a competition, if you're a circuit, if you're a bar dancer, you're just, you're dancing and you're having fun. You're having an easy way to work out and you're not realizing it. It's just a fun thing to do so to not ever take it too seriously. Just always have that fun factor. Before I get to my Last super easy stumper question. Are there any questions from Megan? I think I've asked most of them. Um, unless there's some special question that you could think of some type of story related to line dance that we may have missed because we, we haven't been present for everything. No. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, then. If there were one dance that you would recommend for everyone to learn, what dance would that be? Nothing but you, because it is newer, and it's not super hard, but it's really fun. And that's nothing but you by... Oh, dear. That's uh, Darren Bailey, for one. <laughs> I think there's multiple choreographers, though. Oh, no, I think that one's Angel and Corona. Oh, you're right. Yes, yeah, so it's just, it's just Darren Bailey, then. And before I forget, Somewhere in My Car is by Rachel McEnany-White. Uh, there's a video of her online doing it, I think, at a country bar. Yeah, that's where I learned it, is following her steps. 
Okie dokie. Well, for Line Dance Podcast, I would like to thank you very much for joining us here and answering our questions. This has been Christopher Gonzalez with Meg... Megan Barcelia. And... Samantha Hugger. And until next time, we will see See you on on the the dance dance floor. floor. Bye.